Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Future Interview podcast. I'm Barrett Anderson, the COO of Future Interview. For those who have never heard of Future Interview before, we run the annual FIRE conference, which The Economist has called the best technology conference in the world. And the other arm of our business, Strategic News Service, provides its subscribers with the most accurate source of information about the future of technology and the global economy. So if you enjoy these video updates that we do, we highly recommend uh, that you sign up for a free trial of the Strategic News Service Global Report. It's a weekly report, comes out. You will know about all of these things ahead of these videos um, and much in much more detail uh, that we hope is, is useful to you and your business. Um, so you can do that at stratnews.com. That's S-T-R-A-T-N-E-W-S.com. And today I am here with Mark Anderson, who is the CEO of Strategic News Service, the chair of Future and Review, and we are going to be talking about his most recent special alert, which went out to all SNS members over the weekend. Um, Mark, tell us a little bit about this alert. I what, thought you were going to ask me what the title of it was, Barrett. What was what was the title? The title was "Nuclear Rats in a Corner." Okay, and what okay. does that mean? Um, that I wrote that title and that piece because. Contrary to the noise you hear in general in the media about threats and about what someone will do, you know, if and when, there were two people who came out, one from Russian influence, one from Chinese influence, within two or three days of each other, giving very credible, very clear warnings to us. And that caught my attention. That wasn't the usual NBC, ABC chatter. Mm -hmm. So um, um, the, if I think I have this right, the, in order... The first one was Gordon Chang, who we know personally, um, who is a longtime student of Chinese affairs, and I would call him authoritative. He is often sticks his neck out and, and sticks his neck out, and he and he gets it right, and he's not afraid to speak clearly. He's very blunt, and he's mm -hmm. very very concerned about Chinese behavior. Okay. I consider him to be one of the top uh, people who's watching China and speaking clearly about China, and he's had a lot of influence and, and a lot of uh, experience in China. So. Uh, Gordon came out and wrote an op-ed piece, I believe it was in the New York Times, in, in which he said, um, Xi Jinping is preparing for war. Which we've been saying for years, actually. Yes. At SNS. We, yes. I wrote a piece last spring about how China was preparing for war. They've been stockpiling resources. You have. To me, it was a very clear sign. Yes. But this is more urgent. So tell us what, what's different about this time. This was different because... He, he would agree with you, and I think he has agreed for a long time. Um, but what he was saying now was, it's now. This and is he the was time. Saying, he, yeah, he was saying he's preparing for war right now. And, and it's not going to be Taiwan. So all you game players in the Pentagon hmm. think it's about Taiwan. It's not going to be what you expect. Of course, it'll be what you don't expect. And, and the really great fear that he was expressing or warning was that Xi is not only preparing the military, He's preparing the people of China for war. And so when you look at all these things he's doing from the COVID shutdown, zero COVID, right. everything he's doing is, is, is with propaganda and behavioral changes so that they are ready for war. And, and so this is something he sees happening in real time. So that was, that was one. Okay. The other one that came out was Dmitry Medvedev, who I call the silly little puppet, He's like the mirror image of Putin. He doesn't do anything. He's attached to Putin. You know, he, they literally change jobs every, every term. So 
there's no way that Medvedev could say something like what he said, which was that beware, we will actually use weapons. Putin will actually use nuclear weapons. There's no chance, zero chance, that he would be allowed to say that by his puppeteer master if it weren't true, or if it weren't at least intended by Putin to be put out there. Right. So he sent Medvedev out right after this other thing came out saying, tell the world that they don't get it. They are risking a nuclear exchange here. And how do we know that 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 isn't an empty threat? We don't. I'm just telling you that, you know, there's, there's been this kind of noise behind this before about, you know, things could go sad. This is a different, this is the rats in a corner problem. Right. And, and I actually mentioned kind of jokingly that Putin is, is rumored to have actually trapped a rat in a corner in a staircase in St. Petersburg years and years ago. And that's an example he's given of why he's being so ferocious in his fighting with the Ukrainians. It's like the rat in a corner. That's how he sees himself. He's the victim here, you know. Right? Clearly, he's the victim. Clearly, the victim. So, you, if only NATO hadn't crossed those uh, lines, and that's how he sees it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, the closer we get to putting him in a corner, he's trying to tell us, I think, and I don't think he's kidding, that he may be forced to use nuclear weapons. There are people who would doubt that he's saying this with any real sense of threat. I don't think they understand him. You're only talking about one person here. You're not talking about Russia. You're not talking about the ex-Soviet Union. Right. You're not talking really about, about Putin. You're talking about a guy named Putin who's got a lot of psychological problems. And, and his biggest one of all would be detracting from his ego and from his ability to, man- to maneuver. And, and staying he alive. He's gonna, he might get killed. Yeah. You know? So probably- his own existence right. is at risk here, like that rat in the, in the staircase. And, and you know his only thing left may be that he's telling people, don't keep it up. You don't get it. So these two things came out. And um, and then, of course, he personally came out of three or four days later and issued the same veiled threat. Um, I think it was the United Nations conversation. So we then had him personally saying, you know, if, if things continue to go sideways for me in Ukraine, don't think I'm not going to use all kinds of weapons. Yeah. So all those things kind of happened at once. And uh, it seemed for that reason, different qualitatively than uh, the chatter of the last five years. All right, well, um, we are just about out of time. I don't wanna give away the full details of the special alert, which you can read by becoming a member at stratnews.com. There's a free trial if you'd like to just try it out. Um, But I think the big question on everyone's minds is Gordon, Gordon Chang, am I getting that right? Is saying now, uh, Russia is threatening nuclear action now. And what should we expect? If you were in that position, if you were a part of the Crank Alliance, where would you strike that would be unexpected and how would that play out? So you just mentioned Crank, which some people won't know. We made that term up to represent the alliance. China, Russia, Russia, Iran, China, Russia, and North, North Korea. North Korea. And, and what we're seeing in that alliance is a very carefully orchestrated dance of supplying oil, money, and weapons around so that sanctions do not hit China um, or Iran, even though they're actively engaged in this alliance to create an economic and military war with the West. And don't forget that Iran Iran is experiencing a semi-revolution at the moment. Doesn't help, really, in a sense. So so all all these desperate players, you know, 
um, I think are contributing to a nuclear, a potential nuclear attack where you'd have four, I believe that Iran has, done, has used North Korea as its testing site for nuclear weapons and that everyone probably except Israel has missed it. So, um, you know, you've got, you've got all these nuclear powers, four of them really, are ready to fire one way or another, mm-hmm. using North Korea or, or as proxies or just right, right. arsenals. And that's going to be hard to defend against. And I think that's their whole plan. So I don't mean that they're going to do it. I just mean, I think they're talking about it. They're talking publicly about it. So right. we're, you know, we should they be want, they want it. They want it to be known that it is not a bluff and that they can do it. And they're using it as a, as a form of soft, hard power. Exactly. It yeah. would not be surprising to see uh, Putin use tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine for his purposes mm-hmm. and have all four nations in Ukraine stand up and say, don't you mess with Putin or you're messing with all of us at one time. We will fire on you. That would not be a surprise. Right. All right. Well, with that cheery news. Yeah. Um, we hope that this has been a helpful update, even if it was not necessarily as optimistic as some of our of our coverage. Well, we need um, to help our Pentagon guys uh, in every country think this through carefully. I mean, I think, yeah, I think we need to be realistic. Yeah. But uh, thank you very much for your time, Mark. I really appreciate the early warning system. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will be back next week with another edition of the Future in Review podcast. Thanks, Greg.